Trendy is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, must be 21 years or older. Welcome to another edition of Trendy, the show where we like to compete while exploring the best ways to wager for casual cappers. And I'd like to welcome you all into the new year. I hope you all have a better year than Brett Corominos, who lost yet again to me last week. I know that one has to sting since he has to produce today. But somebody who's having a much, much, much better start to his year is Martin Weiss, University of Michigan's own Martin Weiss, here with me to gloat and to celebrate as his team heads into the finals. How are you doing, Martin? I believe it was Meek Mill who once said, I used to pray for times like this. <laughs> like, so, uh, yesterday was a wild day. It was, uh, the nerves were incredible. And as like a sports journalist, most of the time is how I heard, you know, pay the run around here. You kind of become dispassionate, right? You kind of remove yourself from the outcomes of a lot of things and you're starting to cover, you know, what's happening and what's happening on the field or the court or the diamond or whatever sports you're playing or covering rather. But uh, yesterday, I had none of that. I had no objectivity. I had no feelings except for weakness in my knees every time that, I mean, J.J. threw that interception on the first play that ended up not being a pig. And then, they, you know, they muffed the punt. And then, good. it was just so many different moments in that game in which where I was like, I, why do I allow these teams to dominate so much of my emotional state and being? But uh, all's well and ends well. Well, let's establish the stakes just real quick. Like, if you had a genie and you can get one team to win one title, would it be Michigan football? Is that where your fandom is the heaviest and where your your heart is uh, lies the most? That you would wish Absolutely. that to be the one thing you could get? Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, this is as high stakes as sports gets for you in terms of your emotional investment. Yeah, and then too, like, because you know, obviously, we do a little more. My my radio show on Fox Sports Radio is Saturday afternoons, so we're watching college football as these games are on. And all year, I was championing Alabama all year from from game one. I did, did not see the national media at large was down on Alabama. They're like they don't have a quarterback, and I'm like, look, I understand that they don't have. Bryce Young or Mac Jones or Tua Tungavailoa or, you know, Jalen Hurts, you know, two, you know, four top, well, one and two draft picks or top uh, first round, second round draft picks. But Jalen Milrow was really good. Yeah. <laughs> He's really good. <laughs> what are they talking about? So I was all in on Alabama. I, I picked them to win the SEC before the season even started. But I just never thought that the collision course would would run into Michigan in this that way. And then also, like, I mean, it's, that's a terrifying proposition. You're dealing with Nick Saban with a month to prepare, you know? And I know Tommy Reese didn't call his best game offensively. And there was a lot of just, I mean, even the last, that last reception by Roman Wilson, if he doesn't go and get that ball, that's an interception, game's yeah. over. I fully thought the game was over when they didn't go for two after scoring the touchdown. I was like, end the game now. Let's get this thing over with. But then, sure enough, 
You know, they, I was in the bar talking about the four more tackles, four <laughs> more tackles for the rest of your lives. <laughs> yeah, well, they set the scene for us. Like, this game goes into overtime. It's the one that you, as we just established, you, you want it the most. You said you're watching in a bar. Like, you watching with your buddies. Are you watching by yourself? Are you the maniac screaming? Are you the quiet guy in the corner who might explode at any moment? Like, how does Martin Weiss take in this from a fan experience? No, I was, uh, I stood up pretty much the whole game. We were at a bar. Um, yeah, let's see. How, we were at a bar, you know, drinking a little bit, you know, having fun, and then just, like, just nerves, incredible nerves. Like, because you have no control over what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, that, I was nervous the whole time until the point where, like, there's pictures of me pulling my hair. Like, there's pictures of me, like, with my head in my hands. Like, I almost I almost fell to the ground a few times, like especially when they especially when Samaj Morgan muffed that punt. I was like, oh god, this is how it ends. Yeah, this is how it ends right here. Like like not like this. Like not like this. Like at least I, I was like, I thought they were gonna get blown out. But then you know, realistically, if special teams had come to play, that game would have been over uh, much sooner than it was. But objectively, in the moment, I'm not paying attention to any of that stuff. I'm just completely and totally stressed out. Actually, if you look at the uh, the Barstool University of Michigan page mm-hmm. on the last slide of the post that they put up. I'm in it. Like they have oh, really? a post from the bar and I'm jumping around like a crazy man. In fact, um, I'll send it to you guys right now as so you can take a look at it. But I mean, I was, yeah, I was losing my mind. I was losing my mind. And now you can hear it in my voice that I was losing my voice too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was. Well, as someone, as someone who cares this much and is is obviously this is fully invested, just a real quick question for you. Isn't this why sanctions don't really matter? Like if, if Michigan, let's just say, and I'm not I'm not trying to antagonize you whatsoever. Let's just say that something happens and this uh, this title calls into question two years down the road, three years down the road, five years down the road, however long it takes. They can't ever erase the feeling you had last night. They can't ever erase that like jubilation that you felt at that final whistle or like that you cared enough to pull your hair out. They'll never be able to take back the confetti that rains down on the victors and the feeling you have in your heart as you celebrate the championship. Like I keep hearing about these sanctions. And I keep hearing about, you know, the possibility this is tainted, but when, for a true fan, for someone who cares as much as you do, like, does it matter at all? Hell no. I was in the stadium. I was in the big house in 2009, 2010, when these guys lost to Toledo, lost to the only game they won of note was, was Wisconsin. Like they lost to Toledo. They lost to, I mean, getting pound watching Rich Rodriguez run the spread option with Steven Threat and Nick Sheridan. No, I don't give a good. <laughs> excuse my language. I don't care one bit. They they could sanction for the rest of for, for time. If they went, if they, if Jim Harbaugh was a national championship, I don't care one freaking iota about none of this. So, you know what? They should have been doing it sooner. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's not like the sections are for, you know, something like really horrible, right? Now we have a sport where there's direct or indirect ways to pay the players. Like, it's now something that the scandals of the 1980s aren't the scandals of the 2020s, given the change of the rules. And this one isn't anywhere near that uh, that that dire on the spectrum. And so it's like, I'm with you, and I'm not even a Michigan fan. Like, I'm here for the fan experience, and if you're going to get the joy in your heart, and you're going to get that feeling, no matter what they say two or three years down the line, it's almost just for 
for people in our profession, Martin. It's just for people to talk about on sports radio and on podcasts, et cetera. I guess Ohio State fans will get to rile you up a little bit. But the fact is, it won't take away from your experience at all. All I'll do if Ohio State tries to, fan tries to rile me up, I'll send them a picture of Ryan Day and see how they <laughs> feel about that. After sure that showing you. that they put out, uh, what, the day before New Year's Eve on with against Missouri? Yeah. 14 to 3. I don't care who opted out. Marvin Harrison Jr. decided he wasn't going to play. Well, guess what? He doesn't play quarterback, and they don't got one. Well, I think they had 63 guys opt out, just most of them unofficially, because nobody showed up for that game. <laughs> uh, for, back to college football for one second. So you're celebrating. You're at the bar. You've been drinking a little bit. But I know you're watching Washington, Texas. So on that final throw, when it's in the air, what did Martin's heart want? Did they want Texas to land with that ball and to take on Michigan? Because you already knew you were in. Or were you happy when it got batted away and you guys were getting Washington instead? I wanted Texas. I thought Texas was sweet all year. Like I know they they won the big matchup against Alabama, which was you know essentially the reason why they were able to make the playoff. Um, in my opinion, even though they obviously won the Big Twelve and all, but I think that Alabama win put them in a different stratosphere. But just I mean, I watched every snap of that Texas Alabama game, and I was like, Alabama is a better team here. Like this yeah. is not even this is. I mean, I know that they won't lost, but it's just you know I don't buy it. But <clears throat> but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was not a. I wanted Texas, and I, I plus too. Like I don't, I'm not high on Steve Sarkeesian as a as a head coach. You know, personal issues aside, like his like just game planning sometimes leaves much to be desired, as we saw yesterday. Because um, I thought they probably could have won that game if he was calling things in the right play. But I think Michigan. I think Washington has a better quarterback than Michigan. And uh, I really like their head coach as well. So I would have much rather play Texas. So how are you feeling going on and take on the Huskies? Like, like what did it open it at four and a half? You feel good yeah. straight up? You feel good against the line? How you feel as your um, initial reaction? I would probably just play the money line. I think it's going to be close. I see it as a field goal game. Um, you know, right now, initial dive in, I feel like a, a field goal game is probably what the outcome will be. And it'll be good, too, because we've had a couple of – whoopings in these uh, college football playoff games. So, you know, I'll be in the fetal position on the couch more than likely watching the game. But hopefully uh, they'll go ahead and get the win. But I do think it'll be by a field goal. So now back to the bar for that one. So now that it's for all the marbles, now that it's for everything, this one you're going to watch in private. Yeah, there's way too much at stake for this. Because, like, there was a moment in time, like, midway through the second and third quarter where, like, Michigan couldn't move the ball to save their lives. And Alabama was just, you know, feel like they had a stranglehold on the game for a little bit there. And I was looking around, I started to get mad at people. I'm like, I was, just, like, <laughs> like this, I was like, nah, this is not the environment for me to be in. But it was great, though. It was, it was That's one of the best things about being an alumni of a school like Michigan. It's uh, uh, every big game you play feels like a home game because you're surrounded by, you know, I used to say that Michigan, you're surrounded by 100,000 of your, of your closest friends. But, like, seriously, like, a lot of my friends were out. We were all people I went to school with, people I hadn't seen in a decade. You know, it's very much like a reunion. You know, yeah. you know, I look around and it's like the entire, my entire Instagram feed was in Pasadena yesterday. 
Well, uh, I congratulate you for still caring this much. A lot of people in our profession kind of fades away for them. The fact that it still burns so bright for you, I think, is a testament and credit to your passion for Michigan and for the sport in general. And I'm really happy to see it. But I am also happy to hear your gut reaction is to back the boys as they go for the title, maybe on the money line, not the spread. I think we should take a break, uh, give Caesar a little love, and see what your gut reaction is for today's lines. You know, when the conversation turns stampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit GamblingHelplineMA.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net, New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
All right, Martin, we are back, and you can't take Michigan with 18 straight picks as much as you might like. You're going to have to bet on some other sports this week. Uh, since I am the defending champ, and I took you out in the Tournament of Champions last time, I think it's only fair I claim honors on this first show, although you whooped me the first time around. I will tell you, because I know you uh, you want to know this, the current record on this show is now 26 units in a given week, because you shot for it last time and came up a little bit short. That's the mark if you want to go for it again. And I'm going to start out in the NBA, and I'm going to go with the Thunder, plus four tonight at home against the Celtics, minus 110. The Thunder have been absolutely excellent this season, which isn't breaking news, but they've been particularly good in prove-it games against worthy opponents. They just beat Denver, the Knicks, and the Timberwolves since we saw Santa uh, just in the last week. And the, this is a heart pick, but the numbers also support it. They are the best team in the league against the spread, including 13-5 and five at home. In 31 games this year, Mark, and they've only lost by more than four or five times. And in every dang game, they are trying as hard as they can, which is what you would expect from a young team trying to make their mark on the league. But uh, before I hear what you think about this particular game, I do have to ask you, you have famously said on this network for about three straight years now that you think the NBA should start at Christmas. Now that we're on the other side of the holiday, are you paying attention or have you been secretly watching since October? Definitely not been secretly watching since October. I like pick and choose and I'll pick more like I'll bet like sides. You know, I'll bet like, oh, this team's three, three games. What is that? Play three games in five days and, and they yep. they just traveled from Orlando to New York. Yeah, let me take the Knicks. You know, it's like that's kind of how I've been going about it. Uh I've been a lot of first halves this year, you know. Like I I actually like that Thunder pick and uh we'll counter it with uh Oklahoma City in the first half. Because okay. as good as they are against the spread, as good as they are, all of that, um, it's the same story in the first half. Uh, this team is really, really good, you know, in terms of with the games that I've been watching. Uh, they, uh, they're they versatile. They have a lot of size. They have a lot of size that has skill. You know, I was uh, down on Chet Holmgren when he started in the NBA. He ended up missing his whole first year because he was hurt. He's starting to acquit himself pretty well. Um, and even with, I mean, they got – real high-class problems over there in terms of, like, Josh Giddy's probably not even going to be in their future, you know, legal yeah. troubles aside, but, like, just on a basketball fit, he's probably not even going to be a part of their future. And I feel like if you can just jettison a guy like him because you have too many other good players, that's a lot of good players. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, on this show, I've been killing it with Chet Betts. I know that he might not be long for the whole season. Like in any given game, he could be put into the stanchion and be out for six weeks, given his weight. Sure. But as long as he's on the court, like this is the whole beauty of betting. I'm not betting Chet futures. I'm not betting Thunder futures. I'm betting on tonight. And tonight, I love them getting four against the Celtics. I like your first half bet quite a bit. I might even double down and come back and tail that after I hear the rest of them. But you don't have to marry them. You just have to take them for one night only. And they care more than the Celtics. We just saw the Celtics struggle against the Raptors and the Pistons. I really like this bet tonight. Uh, over to the head category, Martin, I am getting involved in college basketball like you with NBA post Christmas. Once the NFL calendar starts to, we see the end of it and realize we only have a handful of games left to bet. That's when I have to dive into college basketball to have more to discuss on the show and to fill up my bet sheet. Uh, so I went with a pure head pick. I have not even watched this gentleman play Martin. I'm not going to front like I have, but Mason Miller over at Creighton over 1.5 threes is my minus 110. And the beauty of a head pick is I don't have to watch him play. All I look at is the numbers. And I see a 6'9 forward who is shooting 58% from behind the arc this season. He's hit 
this mark in nine out of 10 uh, games where he got at least 10 minutes. And their last game against Marquette, which was Creighton's biggest game of the year, they played him over 30. So it's clear that his use is important to Creighton and uh, that he's getting even more court time than normal. And when he's on the court, he is launching and he is hitting. So I'm going to take this at over 1.53s, minus 110. And I did have one other question for you, Martin. I just, you know, kind of what I just said with college basketball, uh, I'm not going to pay attention to it until now, right? Like, I don't I don't really mm-hmm. care about October, November, December. With the 12-team expansion in football, do we risk having college football turn into more of what I just described with college basketball? I mean, people aren't going to ignore it completely, but, like, I care about it now because I'm getting ready for the tournament. If you have 12 teams in college football and, you know, so many teams are going to make it, Will you will it have the same weight to you, or will it be a risk of like oh, I'll just tune in once I know the couple of teams are that that kind of matter for this year? Well, I think that was probably true of college football in general before now. Like, I think that that's part of the reason why so many people are upset about people opting out of bowl games, uh, in part because I think unless you are an alumni of a school or or you know, those people pejorative will call like a Walmart Wolverine or a Sam's Club Spartan. Like, you didn't go there, but you root for the team. Yeah. Um, you're not necessarily living and dying with this stuff every Saturday. So I think, uh, but I, I mean, Auburn and Alabama will still play. Ohio State and Michigan will still play. You know, the, those rivalries will will still exist. And I think, honestly, we're going to have, while it, will, while it won't be the um, finality of, of sometimes you lose two games in college football, you're, you know, sent to end the rest of the season. It's over. Yeah, but not if, anymore. Uh, yeah, but I also think, though, like now uh, we'll see more bigger games. Like USC versus Michigan will be like in November. Like that'll be cool. Like that'll be yeah. interesting. Like so I think it's just going to be different. You know, it's, it's going to take a second to adjust to it, but it's just going to be different. Yeah. Well, college basketball obviously dominates March and college football traditionally has dominated a good chunk of the fall along with the NFL. I just worry about it shifting and it's just like, okay, wake me up when it's December, wake me up when it's January, but we'll see who are you going with in the head category. I'm going to go with a guy whose head is very high off the ground. Victor Wembanyama. Mm. Uh, I'm going over one and a half blocks. It's minus one fifteen. Um, he, I mean, long story short, he just hits this number. Like, yeah. if he plays, except for the obviously, of course, the last game he played, he did not. But if he plays in general, I mean, December twenty eighth, he had seven blocks. December twenty sixth, he had five. December twenty first, he had three. Like he's gonna just by the nature of how long he is and guys attacking the basket, he should be able to pick up at least two blocks. And uh, let me check the schedule. It's not a back to back, so he will be playing. Yeah, I mean, he might be on a minutes limit, but he is playing against a Memphis team that will go out and challenge him. Have you ever thought about playing? I mean, not for this contest, but I, I know uh, how active you are on a day-to-day basis. Given the numbers you just read out, like, can you find Wembenyama on adjusted blocks? Like, if he's going to, you know, he gets them in bunches, right? He doesn't usually cluster around, like, the one to two. Like, he'll explode for, like, five to seven. And I know you like to adjust the lineup. So are you doing any of that when he uh, suits up? Uh, not probably. We'll start now that football season is winding down. Yeah, but uh, before it's like you don't want to blow your bankroll on it on a Tuesday night when you got football on Friday. So, I mean, football on Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. And his uh, rebounds are way up as he started to play more center for them as well. So I like Wembenyama. I like all of his props when you know he's going to be on the court. So check uh, check the listing an hour before two. Make sure he isn't ruled out. And then look at overs on threes. Look at overs on blocks. Look at over on rebounds. You can usually get a pretty good line. I'm with you on him. Uh, Make sure he doesn't step on a ball boy's foot. Again. 
Uh, so on the heater category, Martin, I am kind of punting a little bit to the end of the week. The the heater I'm going to play, the pattern I'm going to play is unders on eliminated teams. Like I know we all have Lovey Smith still in our brand last year of how he went out and won a game that he absolutely shouldn't have won. But far more common, these guys lay down in week 18. And so we need to see who's even going to play. We need to see who's going to play against them. And we need to see what the prop numbers are. But I will be playing unders on eliminated teams all day on Sunday. The other thing I, I, I want to see, I don't know if you ever get down on this, is usually late in the week, it comes out uh, who has contractual incentives for the final game, like needs over yeah. 65 yards or whatever it might be in order to hit a threshold for a bonus. I don't want to accidentally like fade a guy who has uh, something on the line, but I will be playing overs on those contract incentives as long as they get published before Sunday. You just reminded me of something, and I know that nobody cares about my fantasy team, but I, Matt LaFleur is a war criminal. A war criminal. He's a terrorist. I can't believe what he did because I was down by six in the championship. $3,000 to the winner. Yep. I'm down by six in the championship. I'm playing against Justin Jefferson. I've got Aaron Jones. For some reason, Patrick Taylor had eight fourth quarter carries for 30 yards. I just needed... 30 yards, or or mind you, maybe a, a catch or two, because Jordan Love just refused to check down the entire game. If he had caught the ball twice, I win. If he runs for 30 yards, I win, especially considering that Justin Jefferson and, and in Kevin O'Connell's wise graciousness, I guess you want to call it, decided that he wanted to start Jaron Hall for the first half and giving yep. him essentially no shot to have a big game because, I mean, that guy's terrible. But... <laughs> But no, so that's when you just brought that up, talking about, you know, props and guys getting held out of the game, especially when A.J. Dillon hurt his wrist. I'm thinking, all right, bet, here we go, here we go, yep. here we go. And that was just a hell of a way to end 2023. But, you know, 2024 is off to a good start so far. Well, welcome to the unders, baby. This is exactly why I'm playing unders in week 18. As long as they don't have anything on the line, I think we're going to see a lot of like, and also for like teams that need to lose. Like if if the commanders throw the ball more than 20 times, I might throw my uh, shoe against the television. They need this loss so freaking bad. They need to run the ball three times and punt 12 times and call it a Sunday. So I, I, I'm going to freak out if they don't, and we'll see how many of those but, type of games you know, we have. You say that, but – and I know you just brought up Lovey Smith, but if Lovey Smith doesn't win that third game of the year, they have the first overall pick probably, and they might have took Bryce Young. Yeah. Instead, they got lucky and took C.J. Stroud, and now look at them. Yeah, who would you rather have? Well, the problem is, Martin, is what the commanders will do is they will win this game. They will fall to the fifth or sixth pick, and then they will trade up with the Bears, give up two draft picks when they could have just lost and got Drake May or Caleb Williams. So that is what it's like to be a commanders fan. I feel you. But, you know, I mean, look, every year we do this with these new quarterbacks like Bryce Young. He, he was the best thing walking. Now he can't win a game and he's got his, his billionaire owner throwing drinks at people. You know, so <laughs> so. CJ Stroud, remember he couldn't pass his S2 cognition test or whatever and all of this stuff. And I, yeah. I mean, the Texans are in a playoff fight. Well, so, next time he shouldn't draft the guy who'd be last hit by the drink he threw because he's closest to the ground. Maybe draft the guy who's going to be hit first. Hey, I don't, hey I, I, the only real qu quarterback metric that I have is comparison to me. And when I saw Bryce Young at last year's Super Bowl, I said, I am both taller and way more than him. Yeah, you know, that, that doesn't bode well for an NFL future. You're still waiting for your number to be called. What are you playing in heater this week? 
I'll go with the Memphis Grizzlies uh, to cover in that same game. I'm talking about Victor Wembanyama with the blocks. This is just simply a different team with John Moran on the court. And then again, how about another another cautionary tale? Because when the New Orleans Pelicans won that draft lottery, there were celebrations in the streets. And now Zion is in the streets and eating everything he can find. So John Morant, meanwhile, you know, while he has he has uh, his issues with gunplay, but uh, yeah, he's got he's a different problem the in the court, streets. He's got a different problem when he's on the court. That's he's he's a franchise changing type of player, um, and we've seen that so far. You know, come down with a little bit of illness a couple of days ago, so I'm thinking that he might be feeling a little bit better now. Um, but I like the Grizzlies to cover the 11 and a half because uh, San Antonio secretly, the, the one thing that the Pistons have been covering for in the NBA is there's like three really, really bad teams. And one of them is the Spurs with Victor Wembanyama. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, is, are you taking the Grizzlies to cover all week? Like what's the pattern in your player? Are you going to pick something new each week? Are you just going to fade the Spurs all week? Uh, you know what? Might not be a bad idea. I might I gotta look into what, what more is gonna be happening to us with the Spurs, but I might just play the Spurs all week. Yeah, I gotta, I, they've been in bad. Fact, in fact, I think I will. There Mark you go. It down. Go Mark ahead. It down. I'm gonna go Love ahead it. and take whoever plays against the Spurs against the spread. Especially because Wemmy's gonna sit some of these games. I mean, I guess he doesn't have a back-to-back this week, but he is on this minutes restriction. They seem dead serious about starting to protect him, which is probably a good idea. They, they, they this year ain't their future, right? Like they actually should try to get another draft pick to pair with him. Uh they probably aren't gonna win more than 15 games anyway, so they probably will sit him a bit. So I think it's a great time to fade him. Uh for credibility, Martin, I am going back to college basketball. And because I haven't studied these teams well enough to start playing, you know, spread lines and say, what's the margin of victory going to be? I'm going with a two team money line parlay of teams. I'm just confident are going to win tonight. And that's going to be Purdue and UNC. Purdue is the number one team in America and have proved virtually unbeatable as long as their seven foot four, 300 pound center continues to lace them up against a bunch of skinny teenagers. Maryland got walloped the one time they played a ranked team this year against Villanova. So no reason to think the Boilermakers won't continue their role tonight. Uh, pairing them with a UNC team that wins every game they're supposed to win and loses every game they are supposed to lose against a pit team that has the exact same qualities. UNC will be the first ranked team that pit play this year. Do not think it will be their first quality win. Plus, it gives something for Sheck to bellyache about as he somehow continues to look for reasons to complain about Pittsburgh sports while the Steelers still fight for the playoffs. And I'd just like to take a moment to thank you, Martin, for recognizing the D.C. sports fan plight on Extra Points last week. It is nice to feel safe is that guy thinks Pittsburgh has it the worst in the country as we have the uh, Commanders as a bottom five team, the Wizards are a bottom five team, the Nats are a bottom five team, and none of those have any hope to think they're going to be a top five team in the foreseeable future. So thanks for recognizing us. No, I mean, when, when you got a, a one-two punch of Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma, you're very unserious. That's yeah. all that means. You're very unserious. Well, at least they drafted in the lottery for like 15 consecutive years, and those are their two best players. That's a good point. Jan Vesely, uh, does it Denny Ajay, whatever his name was, Denny Ajay, whoever. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the Wizards have not. Uh, John Wall doing the Dougie was the highlight of the last 25 years for the Washington Wizards. Yeah, and hopefully the Suns trade for Beal. Hopefully they'll turn us around a little bit. We'll see. True. All right, what do you got in cred? Uh, this is the one that's for two units, right? Yes, sir. All right, I'm going to go ahead and do a parlay here. I'm going to take the Thunder in the first half on the money line. And I'm going to parlay it with the magic in the first half on the money line. That parlay pays out at about four to one. 
So wow. Okay. I'm looking to uh, both two of these teams are some of the both. Excuse me. Both of these teams are two of the best teams in the NBA in covering the spread in the first half. They're both short underdogs. With the Magic, are a one and a half point underdog. Oklahoma City's a two point underdog. So I'm going to go ahead and take that plus one twenty five in the first half with OKC, plus one eighteen in the second in the first half for the Orlando Magic. Parlay those bad boys together and uh, turn these two units into eight. I am tailing that. I didn't know that's what you were going to go with, and I love it. I like the Wemby one as well, so that one was the top for me to tail, but I like this one a lot more. The Magic are drawing the Warriors tonight. Uh, Thunder are drawing the Celtics. Classic case of public teams going against these like you know mid-market to lower-market clubs that are just outperforming everybody else during the regular season. Again, I'm not playing them for the future. I'm not saying they're going to win the title, but they're out there to prove it night after night, and the Warriors and the Celtics aren't. So I love this bet, particularly in the first half i am backing it 100 uh yeah, are you gonna uh, the page out at plus 415 perfect are you gonna fail any of mine or are you gonna tail mine to start the week martin i will fail uh homeboy from creighton on his three-point shots love it all right that's a coin flip right there so you're gonna take the other side of it you're betting against a guy from creighton raining threes i like your confidence i don't know if i'd ever do that uh let's uh, yeah. go go ahead martin I was just going to say, I've, I've, it's, it's been a good 2024 so far. Hopefully we can keep it up. I know. I'm actually, I'm nervous that you're failing me, right? You're the one who's running the uh, the life hot streak right now with your Michigan Wolverines. Let's go ahead and give our sponsors a little bit more love and then do our second guest express um, and then get you on your way. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Okay, Martin, we are back, and it sounds like you had some real struggles in fantasy. This pick is the equivalent of the fantasy bench. Which guy was out there that you really wish you should have put in over one of your starters? Guarantees that he's going to outperform them and lock it in. So who are you giving out for the Second Guest Express? I'm going to take uh, De'Aaron Fox over six assists as my Second Guest Express. Uh, It's pretty much pretty simple. When the Kings win, De'Aaron Fox has seven or more assists. When they don't, he has four or less. They play mm-hmm. the Hornets today. They're going to beat the Hornets. They should definitely beat the Hornets. So I'm like that's kind of, but it's it's not necessarily scientific. But yeah, I'm taking uh, Fox over seven assists or over six assists rather, I should say, uh, as my second guest express. Okay, what's the line on that? Right now, it's sitting at five and a half, uh, and I think it's minus one fifty four. So if you can find an alt line and play it up to six, 
or play it up to six and a half. I like it up to six and a half, but I think he ends the night with about seven or eight assists. So I'm taking that'll be my second guess express minus 154. So it's not the uh, the sexiest, but you know, the best bets are Toby, the ones the that ones win. win. Yes, sir. I learned that from you. Uh, so for my second guess express, I am looking at your boy, John Morant on under rebounds under six and a half is his line at minus minus one twenty one, And it might surprise you to hear this, Martin. He hasn't cleared seven boards yet. This in the season since he came back from suspension, I almost played this. I might play it the next time uh, they're on the court, but with Wemby on a minutes restriction and without him, the Spurs are extremely vulnerable on board. So if he doesn't play enough, he'll definitely play enough to get the two blocks. So if he doesn't play enough to keep Joff from crashing the glass, I decided not to place it in there, but watch this space. He has not cleared it yet since coming back from suspension. I haven't been watching the Grizzlies close enough to know if that is game circumstance or what, but I usually think of him as a better rebounding guard, but he has not been able to hit seven yet this season. Yeah, he, that, that is surprising that he has that. I mean, I guess he's only played, what, maybe six or seven games so far this year. And yeah. He's probably trying to get his uh, sea legs back under him. But no, yeah, that is that's a surprising stat. I would I would have I would have bet that he would have gotten that eight in at least one game so far by now. And which you is know, why Jaws getting... generally triple double threat, you know? Yeah, which is why you're still getting good odds on it, right? Like as long as he's not doing it, it's gonna stay close to even money. If he starts looking like Jaw from last year, then you know that line's gonna move up to seven and a half, eight and a half, and you're gonna have a little bit harder time finding the juice. Uh so Martin, you already mentioned your radio show. Where can people find you throughout this week? Uh, I'm on social media at Martin Weiss, but the lemon pepper parlay will be coming out. I will do that in about an hour. So we'll see that later on today. Me and Mark Gunnels go through the NBA. We'll talk a little bit about Michigan because he picked Alabama. That's when I knew that Michigan was a lock. Uh, <laughs> and also, you know, maybe depending on how he feels about his Kansas city chiefs, because, uh, yikes, yeah. yikes, yikes in terms of, uh, what's going on over there at Arrowhead. Well, I will absolutely be listening. I mean, I listen every week, but I want to hear what he thinks about the Chiefs. And I want to hear who he thinks that their approach is going to be on Sunday. Is they're so used to having a buyer, are they going to take this Sunday off, and we should be looking at a lot of uh, what's it, the Chargers lines, or are they going to have to like try to play themselves out of this funk and they're going to go all four quarters? So I want to hear what a fan has to say about that because that will adjust my approach to this weekend uh, here at the network. You already mentioned Lemon Pepper Parlay. Waiver Wired will be back to talk about the past season and also look forward to playoff fantasy where Jen and Eddie have a track record of absolutely killing it. Uh, we are off for covered in glory this week as the premier league does not have any action, but we will have extra points. And of course we'll have minus three with our 15 minute pregame show capping out the week. So thank you guys very much for listening in all of 2023. We are glad you are back with us in 2024. I'm going to let you guys go and I'm going to let Martin return the thousands of texts and phone calls that he has and maybe take a break from singing hail to the victor long enough to respond. We will be back tomorrow here on Trendy. We will see you then. Enjoy the games tonight. Take care, everyone. 